You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Gentlemen, start your engine! Triangle Tire, Tires for Life presents Dave's Corner Garage. The following is a paid program. Opinions expressed can sometimes be accompanied by hand gestures, which your sister may find offensive, but you think are hilarious. There's one in every family. Buckle in, everyone. It's time to get this show on the road. Time for Dave's Corner Garage, your Saturday morning joyride on Zoomer Radio. Got a car query? Call now, 416-360-0740 or toll free at 1-866-740-4740. Well, it's time to get the show on the road, and uh, I'm wondering what kind of condition that road is in. That's a very good question, and you know, my favorite road in the city uh-huh. Eglinton Avenue is <laughs> I I'm I'm gonna have to say that is that is the worst road I've ever experienced. But we have Teresa T. Fleece from CAA and we're gonna talk about Ontario's worst roads. Yes, and um there's a big list of them. <clears throat> Some haven't changed. Like we talked about it earlier, Eglinton's not gonna change until they finally finish the subway. Well, or until, you know, I lose more wheels and tires in those potholes that develop every week. Yes, we will get into that later on uh the fact that wheels are, are, are bigger, tires are smaller, costs have gone through the roof and they don't like potholes. They certainly don't. <laughs> you know, all all these all these new cars that I test have low profile uh tires and, and they just take a beating on uh on awful roads like that. Exactly. I like it when people go what do you mean you can't fix it? How much does that tire cost? <laughs> <laughs> and, and you can't get it for a month. That's for four, right? No, no, no that's for one. That's for one. That's right. All, right. All right. And speaking of high performance, we've got Greg McPherson on the show. He's going to be calling in from Motorama, Custom Car Motorsports Show. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday will actually be the whole weekend. Friday, uh, Saturday, Sunday. Right. That's two weeks from now. End of the month. And they've got a, a broad spectrum of, of, of cars, I, I noticed by looking. You know, guys like... Uh, well, like our vintage, let's say, for example, you know, we were into the 70s and 60s muscle cars, but young guys today aren't. I mean, it's not their cup of tea, but they've got specific rooms specifically for these people and their different likes. Oh, absolutely. And I, I happened to run into a friend of mine on the way to the show this morning uh-huh. who uh, works for FAF, mm-hmm. and FAF is bringing in their uh, very special, very low-volume Porsche 935 track car. I don't know what the price of this car is, but it's in the millions. It might be one, might be two, might be three. Are they going to tell me Porsche's making a drifter now? No, they haven't done that. But you know <laughs> what? They're making an off-road 911. Oh, wow. That's another story for another day. But uh, no, FAF is bringing their, their 935, very exclusive track car, to Motorama. And that is, that's my kind of jam. It's a very high-performance Porsche. Well, if they want to test that 911, just take it down to Eglinton. It'll feel like you're off-road anyway. I, I don't think it would make it a block. <laughs> very good. So we've got a lot of things happening, and of course. And uh, if you've got a question, you're able to uh, email us. We're happy to answer them for you. And uh, that's about it. So we're going to take a break right now, and we're going to get to... Brian and I are going to be discussing the news of the day right after this break. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. All right, we're back. This is Dave's Corner Garage, and uh, we're talking about tires and getting torn up. But if you need tires, or if you want tires... 
We've got a contest on with Triangle. It's a great contest, great promotion. We've got Triangles providing four uh, great tires for your light car or not truck, but uh, yeah, your light car, truck. car, light truck. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. And you're also going to get a crown application to make sure that the car doesn't rust away, and because uh, you want it to last longer, because there ain't no new ones anyways to replace it with, and uh, and we're going to install them at Glen Allen Motors for no additional charge. Uh, are you going to do that personally, Al? Uh, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to oversee it. How's that? That that sounds great. Make sure that the the the, the rotation is right, because you know you've got to go in the right direction. That's right. All right, speaking of the right direction, we were talking about some new things. Uh, doo -doo 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 -doo. Here's the news across the nation. Um, they're coming back with emission tests? Very quietly. There hasn't been an announcement yet, so maybe we'll consider this an exclusive bit of news. So I'm reading from the Ontario.ca website right now and their new drive-on program. And here's what it says. Start, drive on. Drive, drive on. on. Drive you know, on. that's probably what they're going to do. They have a, they're going to spend millions of dollars with an advertising <laughs> agency and come up with a great campaign. And, and we got it right here. We, well, we've got the story. So <laughs> the, the website says, starting in 2023, Drive On will introduce a new, more convenient vehicle safety inspection process for owners of passenger vehicles. The new drive-on program will save commercial motor vehicles owners. Uh, sorry, save commercial motor vehicle owners time and money, reduce fraud, reduce har harmful emissions, ensure vehicles are safe on our roads. The drive-on program will roll out starting with vehicle emissions testing facilities in spring 2022, followed by motor vehicle inspection stations later this year. All right. So my question is this: We there they haven't stopped truck or bus or other commercial vehicles inspections already. That, that's true. So it seems like what they've done is they've rebranded mm -hmm. this. Uh, well, we, we the drive clean disappeared, as we know, uh, a couple of years ago. And so there's no emissions testing on passenger vehicles, but they carried that on for commercial vehicles. Uh, they did, uh, which, of course, because, I mean, they were the big stinky black smoke shooting out the top already. And they, and they still are. So, right. you know, the, the, the I mean, as if our province is going to answer a, a scientific-based question, mm -hmm. but the reality is cars keep getting cleaner. Right. And and as they age, they're not really modern cars are not getting any dirtier unless they're really badly maintained. And that was the rationale be behind dropping the the drive clean program at least publicly. Right. And and when they changed the rules, I guess about 5 years ago the safety rules, one of the things that we now have to look at which we never did before mm -hmm. was that engine light. And if the engine light is not on, it doesn't not it does not pass a vehicle safety standards certificate. No kidding. Yeah, so it has to be addressed. Interesting. Well, I think I think uh, drivers in Ontario are going to be surprised to find that emissions testing is coming back, and of course they're going to be paying for it. Uh, of course, I mean you're going to have to, but I I I really don't want to see that because like I, I agree with you, you know, cars are so clean now. I remember in the old days it was so constant. They're, especially in the wintertime, you'd have the doors closed in the shop, and guys be yelling at each other like, "Could you put a hose on that car? You're killing us!" Um, but you know, you don't even need an exhaust system in your in your garage anymore. No, I know that cars are are so clean. I yeah. you know, un unfortunately, I spend so much time around so many different cars, and they're often running when they you know shouldn't be because that's the nature of of what I do with these things. And I I don't I don't detect any real emissions, and uh, you know, and I know from uh, from spending time with all of these things and speaking with engineers mm -hmm. that the car, modern cars keep getting cleaner and cleaner. Teresa, you were involved. At, uh, sorry, Teresa's here, of course, from the CAA. You guys weren't involved in testing, were you? Not in, in emissions testing, mm -hmm. no. But, you know, my it's been a while on this particular issue is uh -huh. that, that I think people, though, tend to put off their repairs. 
So I think it's a matter of could you capture there? I know at the time there was a little bit of a lobby going on around, you know, maybe the emissions testing shouldn't be the focus. It should be part of a broader, is your vehicle safe and are you keeping up with uh, the repairs? And if, you know, right now, if you're not keeping up with repairs and then you need a vehicle because you don't want to put three or four or $5,000 into an older vehicle, good luck finding a car. Now, uh, actually, I just had a call from someone, an email, actually. It was like, I've just moved to Winnipeg. And, uh, <laughs> Al, do you know anybody here I can trust? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm in Winnipeg all the time. Like, never. Um, but you guys have your own list of uh, shops that uh, you yeah. recommend. We have an approved auto repair service mm-hmm. list that uh, is on the website. Um, or you can call in and, and if you're not sure where to find that. But if you go to our website, it's uh, we, with the short form is AARS. Mm-hmm. And you get certain provisions, right, certain uh, percentages back in, in terms of your CA membership dollars that you could use to pay off your, your membership, mm-hmm. as well as um, certain extra warranties on the, on the work, that, on the parts and service that you're getting. So. Right. So if you're new into town or your, your mechanic is uh, retired, um, check out uh, your website and uh, you can find a new one. Yeah, absolutely. Great, great, great. All right, the uh, next thing we're talking about here is gas prices. Well, gas prices, I mean, this, I, I hate to beat a dead horse. We keep talking about it, but the, the, the unfortunate reality is we're going to see over $2 a liter for regular fuel this summer. Um, that sucks. <laughs> it sure does. You know, and, and especially, you know, for, for me, I drive high-performance cars uh-huh. often, which means they take premiums. So what What am I going to be paying? Like in a near near 250 or sorry, 270 but much, Sorry, but how much do you pay for insurance, Brian? Uh, you know what? I have, a clean, <laughs> I have a clean driving record. No, 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 no. But I'm talking on those fancy cars. You're not... You oh, that, well, I, don't, I pay nothing. There you go. Yes. So I, I, but I, I, still owned, I still own two cars that I pay insurance for. True. Uh, and because I'm, I'm old and I have a clean driving record, the, the, the premiums are, are relatively reasonable. They haven't caught up to you. No, they haven't figured that out yet. <laughs> <laughs> it must be those rural roads or something. I have no comment. No, it's, it's uh, you know, I don't, I don't drive fast on public roads. Mm-hmm. That, I save that for the racetrack. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. what people should do because <laughs> actually whenever we have uh, uh, Carrie Schmidt on the on the phone with us, he's talking about you know, these crazy things. As a matter of fact, on my way here today, uh, there was a report about a rollover on the parkway on on one of the exit ramps. And I went, "Oh, I just passed that." Um, mm-hmm. They were trying to find a driver to see how how impaired he possibly could have been. But uh, well, yeah, it's, you know, the, today on the on the I, I was on the DVP uh-huh. and I, you know I'm driving a high performance SUV. I'm just doing my thing, doing the the speed limit. And um, I I round one of the bends at the speed limit, yes. and some dude in a in a tuner car slows down for the bend for some reason, even though his car could actually carry through the the sure, corner no sure, problem. Sure, sure. Then we get to the straight, and the, the the this gentleman opens the throttle wide and goes flying by me at at almost twice the speed limit. But that, and that was the other thing we were going to talk about, but we kind of run out of lap time. Is is speed limit? Yeah. So the temporary speed limits are going to be carrying on. Yeah, they are. Well, nothing in the government is ever temporary, is it? All right. Well, just like a show, we got to stop because we've got to pay some bills. We're going to take a break right now, and we're going to focus specifically on uh, the worst roads in the province right after this break. Stick around. This is Dave's Corner Garage. I never realized how often we actually say roads <laughs> on this show, <laughs> but well, we... But we do take the road to get here, and the roads in Toronto, we've complained now for I don't know how many years. The, 
the con- the contest has been going on for 18 years. Teresa DiFelice is here from the CAA. How are you? Good morning. I'm great. Thanks. Now, we've only got a few days left of this uh, lovely contest that uh, so you can select the, the road of your choice. Um, but it's important that we do it. Why? Why? Because it, it gets action. Um, you know, municipal uh, officials are watching, uh, especially when that top 10 comes out across the province. But even we do a top five region in different 10 regions across the, the province as well. Uh-huh. And they're responding. Uh, you know, the top road last year uh, in, ensured that the region came out and committed to fixing 75 kilometers of roadway in Prince Edward County. And in Windsor, the mayor came out and said, I want that road off the list. So... Um, you know, they're watching, they're listening, and, and so we're encouraging people to keep voting. So these are kind of like the Razzie Awards. It's not like you can be <laughs> proud that you've got all these bad roads in your, your, your city or town. Um, and, and, and even though they're, they're perhaps coming to an end, people can continue to complain or, or uh, call somebody to, find, to have them fixed, eh? Well, it was really interesting. I mean, a lot of, um, you know, Tro- City of Toronto in particular has a pothole watch that mm-hmm. you can call in. And, and a lot of bigger municipalities are doing these pothole sort of blitzes and campaigns. Right. Um, so, but we, we did a survey in January and 72% of people said they're talking about bad roads, but they're talking about it with friends and family, uh, you know, <laughs> colleagues. Only 3% were ever contacting an official, like a politician or a municipal office to say, I'm upset about my roads or there's a problem on my roads. So the Worst Roads campaign gives people a a period of time where they can have their say and maybe get attention a different way. So you compile the the list yourself and come up with the numbers of who's first, second, and third? Correct, yeah. And uh, and then you go, and now now you go to each municipality? How how do you do it? Yeah, so after this, um, you know, I have a team of Mm -hmm. of government relations people who uh, advocate on behalf of of our members and the the public on these issues. So we'll we'll first sort of put out some information in writing, but we also do things like budget consultations about, you know, using the worst roads as a a reason why they need to keep up the the investment in infrastructure, um, you know, both at the municipalities, the, the province, even at the our, our national office in, in Ottawa, uh, we'll talk about the need to invest in roads. It's really important for so many reasons. Right. I mean, we were talking earlier about, you know, people complaining where that particular road was or where that particular, you know, car-eating manhole pothole was. But in fact, the government is supposed to be proactive rather than reactive. Yeah. Unfortunately, in this province, we have a backlog of road repair. So it's always a bit of catch up and, and um, you know, it, some of the projects are really big. It's got to, you got to fix the sewers underneath and those are really extensive months long projects. But, but you know, you, right now, I think there's a pothole blitz in Toronto. The the Ford, they're out. The crew is out full force this weekend, trying to fill. They're, they plan to fill 175,000 potholes. I've I've seen two crews already this week, so it, it seems to be going in the right direction. Yeah. But uh, you know, as we were discussing earlier, um, I drive on Eglinton Avenue, both east and west, <laughs> and both of those streets are on your list last year, and I think that's going to continue at least as long as the construction project for the 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 transit system carries on it. So I think Eglinton is going to be on your list for a while. And the funny thing is, there are new potholes that develop on Eglinton East or West almost every day. I would agree. Almost every day. Now, I did know that the last I was there not too long ago, they've also done some patching. You can see some nice sections that have smooth patching, but it, it's like in between these big uh, crevices that you've got to 
go slow, which is a, it's a construction zone. So, you know, we want people to go slow and be careful. On, on you know, on the other hand, I mean, given that I, I drive on that on that road, it's a, it's a very dense area. There's lots of people and it's not a bad idea that people are driving slowly there. But for me, I you know, I'm driving these expensive cars with low profile yeah. tires. I have to be so careful driving on Eglinton Avenue and and it's because the conditions change all the time. Now this this is unique to Toronto but um, I, I get out to Prince, Prince Edward County yep. a lot and you know the roads are beautiful out there except for a couple of them. Except for a couple of them and then you know what we're seeing trending right now I've got a, you know I see but the behind the scenes uh, is that Prince Edward County is trending to be back on the top 10 list this year. Oh the mayor must be running for re-election or something. <laughs> There is an election in the fall, um, but but not the the worst road last year. We're not seeing that sort of uh, as sort of coming back. So we did know that that they did come out and, and commit to fix some roads, and they're in the process of it. But they haven't gotten to the mall yet, so we might see some new ones pop up pop up this year. Now, is there no? Well, I hear the music, so we're going to have to take a break. Uh, we we hit a pothole. Sorry, <laughs> a pothole in the show. There you go. <laughs> we're going to be back with Teresa with more conversation about cars and the holes on the road right after this break. Now, you may not know there's a connection between semiconductors and potholes, but but there is. I didn't know that, Al. Well, you know, if you hit a pothole bad enough and you got an old car, you could conceivably write it off. Sure. Well, how are you going to replace it? Nobody has inventory. That's right. Or you're going to have to have a car where it won't have turn signals or anything because the, <laughs> well, anything the, controlled by a computer chip, you're done. Well, this is the thing. So semiconductors are in very short supply, uh-huh. and uh, and every it's affected every car maker now. Um, I wonder where they came up with the ex- expression tar and feather. I mean, you know, uh, because tar we need to fix the holes, but mm-hmm. but. Anyway, <laughs> I, th- I think that's reserved for politicians these days. <laughs> exactly. We've got Teresa Di Felice from CAA. Again, only a few days left of the contest, but it's important. Question: Is there? Do you guys have any connection between Waze or Google Maps? You know, in terms of hey, in case you don't know it, Eglinton sucks. Like, so take it <laughs> off your list, or or when you're directing people where to drive, don't use that street. I think there are people who register road hazards for sure as yeah, you're driving, yeah, yeah. you see them pop up. So, um, you know, it, we haven't linked to the Worst Roads campaign with, with those features. We mm-hmm. do use Google Maps when you go to the caworstroads.com website. Right. And that's uh, that's how you can p- easily put in your road. Is It's it's functioned with uh, Google Maps. And as we mentioned earlier, too, if you if there's a big hole in front of your house, dial 311 and maybe a crew of uh, five or six people, one with a shovel and... The rest voyeurs. Oh, the, uh, the rest, I, the rest, um, uh, drinking coffee, right? You know, <laughs> and supervising. Yeah. You know, what what I, Teresa, what I love about uh, your campaign, the worst roads campaign, is it's it's getting action at the municipal level. I I, I just find that astonishing. Uh, you know. I, it, it's a grassroots campaign, and I think in the end, all politics is local, is the famous saying. Um, and so it's not always a badge of honor to be on the worst roads list, but it is, it's just actually capturing the sentiment at the time and what people are experiencing. And so, you know, I think there are some very astute politicians who are saying, we got to do something about this. Um, I mean, I've got a ton of stories. There was the mayor of Timmins a number of years ago came out the day after we launched and said to all of his constituents, go to the website and vote for the roads, like vote. (laughs) He wanted his municipality to be on this list. Of course, he was also in some negotiation with senior levels of government to get funding 
for some projects, some major, you know, cost sharing projects. So it was a great way to create um, profile. And, and we've got a number of stories like that where people are picking up the cause to to highlight something that that's upsetting them. Well, you said 85 percent of your members, you know, voted and, and said, we've got roads. I mean, so that's got to be pretty much everywhere. Yeah. So all the, the, the program is all across Ontario and it's actually in a few other provinces as well. Um, and so, you know, that's why the top 10, you, you tend to see roads from Toronto. And, and we, you know, in our survey that we did in January, we did find Torontonians are feeling uh, they've seen some improvements. I think, you know, the, the local government did take a little bit of the reduced traffic volumes to try and catch up on some of the list, but it's a tough city to, you know, it's it's a dense city, it, right? It, it really is. Then, you know, there's there's always, I mean, there's always traffic. And yeah. then, and then you know, decisions have to be made whether they're going to shut down portions of the road and make things more difficult. I like to say that Toronto hates cars. I've been a resident of the city for 20 years, and it just keeps getting worse for drivers like me. You know, on the other hand, I can appreciate that you know the, there's a there's a serious infrastructure of roads that they they've got to maintain, and it's a it's a tough thing to do. Yeah, and it was a tough winter, mm-hmm. so we had a lot of snow and then freezing and thawing, and that is one of the worst things that you could see, uh, you know, in terms of surface uh, the surface of a road. It, that that's where the potholes and the cracks really happen. The minute you will constantly have that snow freeze, a little bit of warm up freeze again, it's it's ripe for uh, a nice pothole to, to develop. I, it sure is. Uh, I wonder if bicyclists complain about potholes. They do. And we and sure. actually we're seeing quite a few votes this year from from bicyclists. Um, uh, you know, some of it is around the surface of the road. Some of it's around infrastructure um, and where they'd like to see some infrastructure because it's not just, you know, you when you vote for worse roads, it could be about, you know, congestion. It could be bad timing of traffic lights. It could be no sidewalks. Mm-hmm. So you can go on to the caworseroads.com website and vote up until Tuesday. Uh, Tuesday is the last day for voting. But you can do it based on a number of factors, including, you know, that something is not good for other than just potholes, right? Lack right. of sidewalks and, and congestion. Well, you know, we run a repair facility, been there for 40 odd years. And, and uh, first wheel bearing to go on a car, right front wheel. Okay. That, mm-hmm. That's generally the peak. And that's primarily because the right side of the road or the curb is where the roads are the worst, whether they're sewers, you know, drainage pipes that have sunk or potholes or whatever. Um, but one of the problems there as well is that if people are aware of or, or happen to see it and want to do something, what are you going to do? You're going to go around the pothole, um, which works, provided there's nobody beside you on the left side. So, you know, that creates accidents as well, eh? It sure does. My, you know, my, my stretch of uh, Young Street in Midtown is very narrow, but there are two lanes. Yeah. There's two lanes, you know, essentially basically uh, north of Eglinton all the way, you know, uh, north of the 401. But through... Um, up to York Mills, it's very narrow. And are, are they going to continue with the uh, curb lanes for, for Cafe Toronto or whatever they call it? I think that's coming back, but I haven't seen any evidence of it yet. So the, I haven't seen any any of those bollards put in on, on Young Street yet. Really? I mean, that was my favorite passing lane. and uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think they've maintained the passing lane, thankfully. <laughs> quite a mess, quite a mess. And uh, I guess there, there probably is a little bit of complacency, you know, because... 
people are going, oh, it's the contest again. They've been doing it for so many years. But it, it's, it's more important now than ever, I mean, just because of the costs and, and, and the lack of supply uh, for replacement parts, for right. example. It, it works, and people, you know, you, you kind of get hit with it. You're, you're paying taxes. You yeah. want your roads fixed. But also that wear and tear, as you mentioned, on your vehicle is the other place. We, we also asked a question, and 41% of people found uh, experienced damage due to poor road, you know, potholes and whatnot. Again, very, 82% of those 41% are not trying to recoup costs either through their insurance um, or through the municipality in the city of Toronto. You can file a claim within 10 days uh, if you experience damage. Uh, and so it's, you know, it is, it's an economic hit to you for sure right. in more ways than one. Can you confirm or explain or help out on this? People think that if it happens, oh, I'm just going to call the city and they're going to pay me back. Um, yeah, it doesn't quite happen that way. I mean, first of all, the, it has to be a significant issue that they didn't meet the minimum standards that the province sets out. The rules are crazy, eh? A little bit, yeah. <laughs> they had to kind of have known or knew that there was a problem and, um, you know, but and you have to file within 10 days, right? right? So that's, and you have to pictures and, and whatever you can uh, to support your claim. It's like an insurance claim, so whatever information, uh, and it can take a while. But yeah, if they didn't know about it and they're meeting minimum standards, the likelihood of it is is a is kind of tough. And then with your insurance, it depends on what your deductible is, right? Mm-hmm. If the cost of the repair is less than your deductible, you're not really going to put it through. And you have to have the right uh, insurance coverage, of course. Right, and it's going to affect you down the road. I guess it's it still is in that fault, right? Of course. You make a claim, it's it's on your insurance record. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, uh, even on the light side, for example, if, if you don't think, well, my tire didn't deflate, you know, and I just heard some noise and rattled my teeth, but... But you've you've done damage. You're wearing stuff out prematurely. Uh, if if not if nothing else, you're knocking the alignment out. And 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 if you don't pay attention to it, you know, the car sort of drives straight. And uh, <laughs> but within a few months' time, you need rubber. It, it just keeps getting worse. And, the, and yeah. it's not just the tire and the wheel and and the alignment. There's there's so many components right. that go from the rubber to the chassis that may be impacted. <laughs> impacted. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. Well, or or bent or or overly stressed. What you know, whatever the case is. Oh, exactly. And let's say you know you just drive around rural. I mean, this is where the time that 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 time constraint that they're putting on reporting it. You know, you could hit one of potholes and not get on the highway for two weeks. Where all of a sudden you're going, when did this start shaking? I never really felt this before. And you take it in, and then you've got a bent wheel. Um, and again, you know, tires are stupid money. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I like the bigger tires. That's why I prefer to drive around my wife's winter tires. Yeah, me too. They're so much more comfortable. Yeah, the, 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 and I, I prefer the, the higher profile tire, especially yeah. in, the, in a city like this. If I lived in Southern California, I'd, I'd, have, a different, uh, <laughs> I'd have a different strategy. Now, uh, Teresa, with um, the, 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 the campaign, not only can people express their opinions about the worst roads, but they also have a chance to win gas for a year. Yes, they do. So, uh, you know, we, we put some incentives on it to encourage people uh, to vote because we want as many votes as possible. The campaign does get action. Uh, and so every time you vote for a road, and, and so you can go back every day and vote for the same road, you can go and vote as many roads as you want. You just can't vote like 20 or 100 times on the same day. Um, but that only counts as one. Uh, you're eligible to win free gas for a year. So it's a $3,000 value, value for the year, as well as we have some secondary prizes like dining cards and whatnot. So 
Um, and we see lots of people sort of putting comments on Facebook and, and things like that, which is great. But go to the website. That's how to get your vote registered. And that's how to get you registered for the contest. Wow, I didn't know that. That's great information. Thanks. So I could tell the wife, stop complaining, okay? I yeah, mean, just, just I, go I to the website. I don't want to hear about it. Go to the website, complain to somebody who does care, and, um, and maybe get some gasoline back. Well, and the CAA advocacy campaign kicks in, right? Uh-huh. So, you know, the, the advocacy team is out there following this up throughout the year, you know, keeping an eye on what roads are getting fixed, uh, encouraging money to be spent on getting these roads fixed. So uh, it's, it's all part of a, a machine that works uh, in your favor. So, in fact, even though the reporting part of it ends on Tuesday, you guys have people going back to make sure that the roads are getting fixed. That's right. Wow. They take care of everything. This is fantastic. I, <laughs> I, I, you know, I've been following the Worst Roads campaign for a long time, and, and uh, I'm, I'm just glad to see it gets a lot of action. Me too. <laughs> I hope they don't start a Worst Drivers campaign. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> this is Dave's Corner Garage. Speaking of crazy drivers, we got Greg McPherson. I don't know how he drives. Maybe he's pretty good, but... They're running the 7th Annual Motorama coming up in a couple weeks, and we're going to have him on the show right after the break. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. We have Greg McPherson from Motorama. This is going to be the 7th Annual Motorama, and it's my kind of show where we've got motorsports and custom cars. Well, how can you go wrong with that? Exactly. It's my kind of thing. (laughs) Greg, how are you? And guys, thank you so much for having me on. Thanks for being here. So the show comes up in two weekends from now, starts the 29th of April and goes all weekend. Is that right? No, absolutely. Yeah, we've moved it back, uh, I guess it was about seven weeks this year, um, just because uh, with uh, some of the restrictions lingering into March, a lot of the shows at the International Center were able to to push back, and and we were. So one year only, uh, we're uh, April 29th and 30th and May 1st, and then we expect to go back to uh, the traditional mid-March date next year. That is fantastic. And you've got a wide, uh, just a broad range of cars. I I mentioned off the top of the show, I ran into a friend of mine from FAF, and and they're sending down their their 935 track car, which is just, I mean, if you you don't know what that is, it's just an exclusive track car for very wealthy folks. I don't know what the price tag is, but it's got to be in the millions. But it's more than that. There's custom cars, there's race cars, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, it's it's almost like several different shows within a show. So depending on which area of the, I guess we're about 350,000 square feet of the International Center and, and most of the rooms there, um, you know, you walk in you, the, the, the first hall, the grand hall we call it, and uh, that's 28 cars that are down the middle. And I, I think there's spare no limit, you know, price tags on them. It's just uh, some amazing people have decided what they wanted to build and uh, they they you know, during the during COVID and the lockdowns, people were in their garages or in their shops building some unbelievable things. So, uh, in that area of the show, it's going to be things that people have never seen before rolled out. Um, then, let's say you head into the next area. There's the racing zone we have, um, and then tons of racing vehicles, all different types, and and uh, you know, vendors and manufacturers and things. Yeah, collectibles. And then you head off into the big room hall too. We've got tons of clubs and corporate displays. And I think you mentioned, like, say that the the FAF car that's coming to be in the BASF um, booth, um, just unbelievable. So, yeah, <laughs> there's a truckorama area. That, that area is growing. The tuner area, a rockabilly area with you know classic cars. And uh, so, 
it, it just we're, we're so happy it's we got shut down two years ago as, as the walls were closing in we got two days of our show in and we weren't allowed to open on the third day and uh, the joke well that wasn't a joke but at the time it was two weeks to flatten the curve and here we are <laughs> two and a bit years later two know, years later finally able, finally able to do the show again and it's just we're we're so happy and the reaction of the community it's just like the booths are sold out uh, and we've got unbelievable cars and and you know features and different things coming I think I think visitors are are excited and and I know car enthusiasts in, in Toronto in the Toronto area are certainly looking forward to shows like this. This is going to be very exciting. And you're you're presenting sponsors eBay Motors and that's yeah. that's a that's a cool thing. Tell us about that, Greg. Yeah, so th- this is their first year uh, coming on um and it's just been amazing working with them so far. They're really engaged. Um, they're they're wanting to let people know about their products and services. You know, if they're working on cars and or doing a build, that uh, eBay Motors is a great place to to look. So uh, to highlight that at the at the sort of the back end of Hall One, as you walk into the show, they've got a display there, and there are two vehicles that are going to be there. One is a past champion, Grand Champion winner at the show, a thirty-two Ford, and the other one's a fifties pickup truck that was built by this kid Zach uh, Gottfeld. And he built it using parts sourced through eBay Motors. So uh, he'll be there all weekend long to chat about it in the process, and then they'll be there to educate people about uh, you know what eBay does and, and how they can help you with your build. And I, I'm just blown away by that because that is that is such a cool thing, which wasn't possible just a few years ago. And and uh, you know, a company like or an organization like eBay Motors has such a broad range of parts and tuner parts and and really cool stuff. Certainly, some vintage stuff from time to time that I've seen that that people can use in their builds. Well, right. This yeah. sounds so. It's not just a display or or, or uh, you know the showing of these finished cars. Um, you're going to, you have equipment there. You have equipment dealers as well? Yes. Yeah, so in, in the racing area, so we've got builders there too, mm-hmm. several builders in addition to showing off their vehicles. Right. They've got booths. So if you're interested in a project and you want to talk to somebody, there'll be several options there. Um, people who've won Grand Champion Awards at the show before, like say Doug O'Brien, uh, Hot Rods, Hot, Hot Nights, Hot Rods, and several others. But uh, yeah, and parts vendors, um, with our show this year, we're getting great support from the racing community, but one thing about our date move back, we're kind of creeping up on the start of racing season for a couple of tracks. Mm-hmm. So a little bit of a squeeze there, but still a lot of individuals and tracks and series are bringing their cars. But, uh, yeah, there are lots of manufacturer safety equipment and, uh, you know, people who sell parts. And as we were talking earlier, you know, you, you, you don't, you, we don't advocate street racing in, in any way. You got to take it to the track. And one of the things you need when you go to a track day, you want to drive your car on the racetrack, is a helmet. So you've got safety equipment manufacturers there, and uh, and they can certainly help uh, folks looking to um, take their cars to the track. No, no, of course, yeah, that's that's something you want is someone with knowledge for a proper fitting for things. So yeah, we've got that. That's great. So uh, again, yeah. if people are really impressed with the finished product. You've also got people there that can help them to get involved in the hobby and 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 build their own cars. That's great. Is there any schooling? Yeah. Is there schools involved or or? Yeah. So one of the neat things we do on the Friday, we call it uh, it's it's like Students Day. Uh-huh. So we, we get teachers or people involved with different you know automotive programs at you know high schools or colleges, uh-huh. and they'll they'll come in buses. So they've pre-registered and and that's come back. We were we were kind of worried with the you know 
COVID situation still lingering sort of last, you know, months ago, mm-hmm. that they might not be able to come out. They weren't allowed to do field trips, but uh, they're coming out in a big way. So on the Friday, we've got a stage set up um, that's busy throughout the weekend at the show. But on the Friday, we'll put on uh, sort of things geared towards the, the younger people and the students at the show. So whether it's, you know, some young guy who works on a racing team who's an engineer who took a STEM program at school or, you know, I'm going to put that Zach Gottfeld kid um, talking about how he decided he wanted to build a, a truck and how he went about doing it. So just, again, it, kids who've got an interest or come to the show sparks an interest. And then the next question is, how do I do that? And so we've got some people, uh, you know, to show the interesting things that can come of a, a life, you know, involved in automobiles that way. Well, it's great skills for anybody to learn, and, and you know, if you're just a young person and you haven't decided which path you're going to take for the rest of your life, um, you can learn all about cars and then make a put, you know, turn it into a, you know, move it from a hobby into your uh, way yeah. of making a living. Yeah, business or a career. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I've, yeah. I've, and then a lot of that comes from that because yeah, like if you if you're telling your kid, you know, oh, you should study science and open that textbook and read it, or you know, or study math, you know, that can be pretty dry. So giving it some context to where it can open up, you know, an exciting, you know, career or life for you, and that really helps to, to you know, light a fire. All right, and uh, so the website is what? It's uh, for tickets and show information. It's motoramashow.com. And, uh, and people can go online there. And, and uh, traditionally, we have pretty... Uh, healthy lines going out and while the lines move pretty quickly um if if you go online motoramashow.com buy your tickets and you're able to come um and it's just a scan at the front door with either on your phone or the pdf you print out can you put on a welding mask will that get you away or do you have to like have a, one of them little ones underneath <laughs> actually you don't have to have any mask if you want to wear one you're absolutely welcome but in terms of passports or, or mandates uh-huh. we've just been following what the province has been saying so as of right now and things are looking great still it's it's nothing is mandatory you're just you're welcome to come all right that's great so uh the seventh annual motorama custom car motorsport expo make sure you check it out thanks for joining us today thank you so much guys have a great show This is Dave's Corner Garage. We're going to take a break. We're going to be back with Teresa, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about uh, things going on in the news. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. I want to thank Greg for joining us. That was great, all about Motorama Show. And if you want to find out more about it, it's motoramashow.com, where you can find out all about that exciting show. But he was talking about the fact that they were canceled for two years because of COVID, um, and now we're finally getting out of it. Um, which means people are going to be driving to work more. Driving to work, they're they're back up at concerts are up and running again, sporting events. So, you know, people are on the roads again. They're noticing what they haven't noticed in a couple of years. I mean, last year we brought the worst roads campaign back, and it was a little quieter because we were back in restrictions. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's a different game this year, right? So yeah, I think traffic's pretty much back to normal in Ontario now. It, it definitely appears that way. Anyone who's, you know, taking those hours, especially those rush hours, it seems to have rush, rush hours seems to have extended as well. So Right. And you don't want your complaint falling on deaf ears. So there's no point in just complaining to your spouse, you know, or, or banging the dashboard and yelling at the radio in the car. Um, that's not going to get it fixed. It's going to get fixed by calling CA, uh, nominating your your favorite road or your worst road. Your favorite worst road. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then they will go to the powers that be and have them fixed. We hope that's and what that's what we try to do for sure. You talked about value, that dollar business. Yeah. The, so, uh, Teresa, there's there's an interesting stat that you've uncovered 
with yeah. respect to, to spending on, on road repair investment? Yeah, we've done a lot of different studies over the years, but one of them is was sort of a, a Canadian infrastructure report card. Uh, and, and through that work that we did in 2019, you said, you know, for every dollar that you spend on what's called pavement preservation, right? So mm-hmm. keeping the, the pavement in pristine, not pristine condition, but, but you know, not these huge massive potholes or just these temporary fixes, mm-hmm. you, you, you know, that delays a bigger cost of 6 to $10 down the road. Uh, and so, you know, that is one of the reasons why we talk about, you know, infrastructure spending, consistent, you know, the senior levels of government return some of those revenues to the municipalities, but they usually do it through these ad hoc funding programs. Um, and so we said, you know, keep it consistent so municipalities know what they're getting for roads. They can put shovels in the ground on a regular basis, do the preservation, because the more they delay those repairs, the costlier it is for everybody. And and it's not just passenger vehicles either that that you know municipalities have to consider. It's you know it's transportation for schools, it's commercial transportation, it's it, it's our groceries, it's yeah. goods and services, mm-hmm. home repair products, all of those things that are are moving around our province so that we have access to them. Well, Brian, you're a bicycle rider. Do you ride them on the streets normally? I try not to, and I I, I do, but it it because it's going to be. I'm thinking it's going to be a way bigger impact. Uh, it's. I mean, in the city, it's difficult, and uh-huh. and and you know, I, I ride often, but I try to stay off the off the roads mostly because I don't trust drivers, to be honest. But, right, because you say you can't get around them. That's the thing, and and you know, as as we've discussed, and as we know, the, a lot of you know road imperfections happen on the right side of the road, which mm-hmm. is where I'm riding. Right. So I don't have uh, in the city. I should be on a on a road like a like a ten speed type bicycle, but mm-hmm. I have I only have a mountain bike right. for the city, and because it's more rugged, it's got suspension, it's got tires that can absorb potholes or or, right. or other road imperfections, and cyclists do experience that as well. It's a, you know it's not it's not just for drivers, but certainly and the way Toronto has added more and more bike lanes, there are more and more cyclists on the road as well in the city. Exactly. And, and it's not just Toronto either. Other cities have other cities around the province have added bike lanes as well. It, right. Yes, it's it, it definitely is something that municipalities are investing in. There's a lot of benefits from it. Uh, people are choosing different ways to get around, especially that happened over the last couple of years. And all of our questions to you know surveys that we've done said people don't plan to give it up. Um, they liked getting around by bike, and so they're going to do. You know, some of them may go back to cars. They're going to do a bit of both. They've enjoyed taking up cycling and and getting around their communities that way. So, if they want to complain, it's www.caaworstroads.com. Yeah, you have a few more days. The the, uh, the program ends on April nineteenth. So get get to, as you're out and about. Um, you know, uh, just. You know, get on. Don't do it while you're driving. Uh, take stock of the road that you were on, and and maybe a cross section because you can put where it is that you you noticed a big pothole or where you want to see that road fixed. Some of our roads, like Dufferin Street, are very long, so you want to be you can be specific and get in there and vote. And it, and it's not just voicing your opinions about worst roads, but you have a chance to win free gas for free a year. gas for a year, and then some other secondary prizes. Like I said, if you're looking for a night out or a restaurant, uh, we've got some ultimate dining cards to give away. But that free gas for a year, uh, that would have me voting for sure. There you go, free, free, free. Don't go to don't forget to go to Dave's Corner Garage. Uh, you've got a few weeks left of the contest where you can get free tires, free installation from Glenelg Motors, and a free spray of Crown Rust Protection. Thank you very much, Therese, for joining us. My pleasure. Thank you, Carlos, for keeping the wheels on this bus. Thanks, Greg McPherson from Motorama for joining us today as well. And Brian to the max. Thank you very much. And uh, Steve's out there. Hey, Steve, say hi. 
Got to go. This is Dave's Corner Garage. Drive safe, everyone, and we'll see you next week. This has been an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM 740.